Let's peace these broken pieces together. That's all it is, man. That's exactly what it's going to be. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to episode 16 of Fumble Podcast. I'm your host, Pej. Uh, I have another great friend and uh, guest for us today. We are uh, talking to a friend of mine who's recently moved um, to SoCal. He left us. He left us here dry. <laughs> but uh, I'm happy for him. Uh all the while he's gone to SoCal and um, he's produced, he's uh, pursuing his career. He's uh, um, he's doing a sunglass hustle on the side. Apparently he has, <laughs> he yeah. has, his, he has, he's focused on his career. Um, he's uh, he, he currently works at Facebook as a product specialist and on the ads team. Um. Uh, he's also uh, very family oriented. I know his entire family, um, his three brothers and himself. Uh, we've shared many laughs uh, growing up and, and fun times. And we were a wild bunch, uh, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about all of that and uh uh, his passion for dancing, which he doesn't do as much anymore, but um, I did want to. Hopefully Yeah. Since COVID, yeah. Basically. Oh, man, it, it has been tough. Without yeah. further ado, my uh, my good friend, Amin Bechat. What's going on? I'm really happy to be here. Um, this is uh, the first type of podcast slash interview that I've been in um since college because we've done things like this for like tests and homework but this is real <laughs> so i really appreciate choosing me and uh being here with you and um yeah um i like you said like i moved to socal from the bay and uh i'm happy i did this move because uh, although i love the bay i feel like uh, I want to tap in SoCal to see my own creative side shine a little more. Yeah. Um, and also um, just to be more independent because, um, you know, in San Jose, uh, I lived with my family. I did move out for a bit for like a year. Yeah. Um, but every weekend I'd go to my parents' home <laughs> and I'd feel lazy again. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know. I just chill with my family, watch TV, because, um, yeah, everyone has their own work at home. So my dad works at night because his company is in Dubai, so it's 24-hour difference. So yeah. he works late. So me seeing him, you know, it's like a casual thing. Like, we just stay up late. And uh, although it's fun, it's not good for me and my job. <laughs> so, by the way, I, think... I uh, 
I wish I could be close enough to be at your parents' house every day. It's such a fun household and it's so lively. I I love your parents. They're so sweet and um, your brothers. And and by the way, uh, thank you for coming on uh, this show. It's it's, it's my, uh, it's, it's a privilege having you on and you're the first batch out on here. So for better or for worse, I mean, it might be. (laughs) No, no. No, um, but so yeah, moving down to SoCal. So what, uh, what city uh, specifically are you in now? Well, I'm in Claremont, San Diego, which is more um, not too close to the beach and not too far inwards, like inlands. So okay. it's uh, basically ten minutes away from the beach, um, two and a half hours away from LA, yeah, and. Um, yeah, with, I've been going with traffic or without traffic. Without traffic, no. Oh, no. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to deal with traffic, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty nice. It's it's hot, but uh, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. SoCal is different, though, right? I mean, for people who live in California, I I, I have friends from outside of California who always, you know, uh, kind of bunch it all together. They're just like, "Oh, do you guys say hella? Do you say you know?" And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. it's funny um, but you know yeah what, I don't, what's your experience yeah first of all i felt really lonely at first um i'm very blessed to have um, my high school friends as my neighbors these are uh, no two sisters from high school they're the ones who were like dude you should move here like it's so worth it try it here first and if you want to go to la you can get lost later because they hate la I think people from San Diego don't really like LA. Um, I've, I've but, heard this, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we hang out a lot. We watch movies. We have dinner. We cook together all sometimes. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, COVID's been tough. Uh, it's been tough to meet people, yeah. um, both in the dancing community and in the Baha'i community, uh, right. basically. So it's been tough, but uh, I just got my vaccine like three weeks ago. So I've been slowly going out yeah. and exploring. My favorite thing to do in San Diego is going to the Kobe's swap meet. So I love vintage stuff like oh. fashion, and antique stores. That's my jam. Like, I love that. That is cool. Uh, anything, mm-hmm. anything cool that you recommend for people coming out there to visit? I mean, yeah, stack up your money and go to Kobe's Swap Meet. Um, there's anything you can imagine. Like for young people like us, there are sneakerheads that come every month. There's a sneaker event, and um, this last uh, weekend there was a huge one, and a special guest came. Um, his name is Slobby Robbie, and he's a vintage thrift store owner from Arizona and has a Netflix show. And uh, me being a eyewear collector slash hustler, I had two cases with me and I ran up to him. I was like, hey, man, do you know me? Because he follows me on Instagram. He's been following me for two years. So he's like, wait, what's your name? I was like, I'm Odd Frames. So Odd Frames is my Instagram name. Yeah. Um, So he got excited and he's like, show me what you got right now. I was like, okay, calm down. So I opened my cases and he and his girlfriend were looking at 
stuff, like trying stuff. It was really awesome. And um, that was basically my first uh, bigger um, celebrity that I sold to. So it's pretty cool. That does sound cool. I I personally would love to go there because I love shoes and and kicks. Oh, yeah. Um, They had one here in Sacramento, something close to that. Uh, But over COVID, unfortunately, finances couldn't keep up. So they had to shut down yeah yeah, sure. yeah. but but hey uh, that's cool that's something um i'm sure made it easier to transition um oh to- yeah that is a community of mine like i need to be in a community i'm not very um like antisocial i'm not very like into myself sometimes yeah. i like to be out on the weekends you know yeah be around people well i remember from uh you know to pre-COVID 2018-19 you, you know we'd always hang out in East Bay and um, yeah. we'd come up there those glasses you're wearing are those one of your uh your own your own yeah I mean they're all mine oh that's so great this is, this is a Cartier from the 90s it's uh, those are fly man so still to this day they're still making this style um but these are the original ones, like the first release ones, basically. So wow. it's dead. And um, it's transition lenses that I put in. Um, I don't do it myself, but I have a person that does lenses. Um, so I send basically like 20 frames and they put lenses of whatever choice I want, color, transition and stuff like that. Bro, I need, I need glasses, man. I need you to, I need you to help me out. Um. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been without glasses, which is probably uh, shameful to you, but <laughs> no, no. With, <laughs> I just haven't had, and my wife keeps telling me like, Hey, we went, you know, we're going, we're going out, like have some glasses on. Cause I'm always like <laughs> squinting, but, I, but now I got, I got my hookup. Um, those, uh, those look really sick, man. Um, how do you mm-hmm. do, th- how did you find this passion for sunglasses? So, I basically memorized this because many people ask me this. Um, I, so first thing is that's related. My dad used to own three optical stores back in the United Arab Emirates. And um, that didn't really spark the interest for me, but I worked in retail. I worked in uh, Macy's, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, I worked in a diamond store selling fine jewelry. Um, I did a lot of uh, events like setting up tables and stuff like that. They're called brand ambassador jobs. Um, So a lot of tech events basically. And also in my college, I was the uh, marketing assistant for a hip hop club. So, you know, I would set up a table, recruit students to join our club. It was called Four Elements of Hip Hop. And I think all of those experiences of presenting a product or a service to someone that I genuinely care about uh, made it easier for me to do this with eyewear. And why eyewear? I choose eyewear because it's unavoidable so if someone's wearing it you have to look at their eyes when you speak to them so you can't avoid it 
compared to a watch or a necklace you have to look down or like you know yeah 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 so a pair of glasses is something you have to see the person wearing and other than that i was sick of working in retail and getting like very bad pay so this way i flip my own and i get full percent commission i so mean that's i know i first of all i didn't know that that your um, your dad owned a business in uh, optical in optics uh, yeah um in, in this was a long time ago yeah right right because what when did they move to america we moved in 2006 2006 okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's around and the time like i think that was around the time i saw you guys like because i think um, right away, yeah right away with with your brother aria and 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 uh, yeah. Adi came over to santa cruz and then then later mm-hmm. i met you and ion but um so uh it's cool that you you specified the eyewear because i actually didn't think about that until you mentioned because you know yeah and and obviously um you come from a line of entrepreneurs so i think it just it made sense you know for you to do that and yeah my dad um definitely has influence over what i do with um, everything that I think about and yeah. my brothers as well. I mean, um, my brother Arya, he owns a marketing agency yeah. where he helps um, people or brands really uh, present their services or products or themselves in a very unique way. And um, uh, he, yeah, I really look up to Arya especially because it's a very uh, niche market it's a very unique type of um, business because yeah. it's not just like oh i'll do social media here's a logo you know like it's very different like um, the creative people that he chooses to um, work on projects and same with me um, my sunglasses are not like things you can find in the store it's like yeah um, very rare pieces vintage pieces that are still in good shape for 40 or 30 years old and uh, very high price items, some of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then do you have a, uh, is, is your business uh, mostly online at this point or, or do you have a location or how does it, how, how are so, you dealing with it? I wish I could have a store, but the rent is too high uh, and uh, I don't do lenses and uh, things like that. If I do own a place, I'd probably hire someone to do all the lens work mm. and get an optician and stuff like that. Um, but for now, it's all online. I sell mostly on Instagram. Gotcha. So people, uh, people find me because I like their pictures. I find them uh, on Instagram based off of hashtags. Um, like if I know there's a Bay Area rapper who's up and coming, I reach out to him. I'm like, hey, we have these types of frames. You know, it's good for your um, for your creative videos and stuff. It you know these frames uh, attract a lot of people. Yeah. And um, a lot of people in the hip hop industry right now are crazy about sunglasses, uh, vintage ones. Right. So the prices are going up. So that's how I reach people. But I also go to um like sneaker events yeah um um, recently i was also um 
I use my frames um, as a, um, what is it called? As items for a music video. Oh. Um, prop, props for a music video, right. like a hip hop music video in the Bay. And uh, my friend who's a director, Marlo, and um, it was really awesome. And um, yeah, so the main artist was wearing a pair and then a lot of the girls, the models were wearing also sunglasses, even though they didn't buy any there. Yeah. Uh, the pictures that came out, the videos that came out uh, really helped my Instagram account, you know, be a little more popular. And I sold two of the sunglasses that were in the video a week later. That's so amazing. I'll put my Instagram to it's odd frames. So, you know, yeah. odd unique frames yeah 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 uh, cool man yeah. yeah that's that's cool i mean it's good that i think one of the there are a lot of people um that have the entrepreneur passion or entrepreneurship mm -hmm. passion like yourself um i mean i'm doing this podcast so you can tell that yeah. it's, it's similar uh in, in it's a different avenue yeah. yeah for me it's always been about creativity and how to make it uh, lucrative right and mm -hmm. so um i never wanted to be one of those musicians who's starving all the time so <laughs> i like you know yeah. i i i love to perform but i think my passion for creating uh quote unquote you know my own enterprise was that that was more sexy to me you know that was more um where my passion has shifted since my early 20s till now so mm -hmm. um so one of my main challenges early on when i first started was uh the the simple idea of just getting out of my own shell right get coming out of my own shell and and believing enough in my product or service mm -hmm. to to be able to go up to like how you're doing up and coming artists or, or just, um, you know, like pitching your, your, your eyewear to be in yeah. videos. So, um, was that a, was that ever a challenge for you? Um, and if it wasn't, how would you, what would you say to someone who's also, uh, aspiring to, succeed and they have a good idea perhaps but they just can't you know get themselves to pull the trigger yeah and market themselves yeah. right so even me dude i am not at where i want to be um yeah. we're all it's all work in progress Same um here. i do have a website but i don't update it um i have so many pieces that people don't know about yet Right. Um, it's also because I have my full-time job at Facebook. Right. Um, so the combination of two helps me go forward, but it's very slow. So I'm learning how to um, be more systematic with um, every weekend, like posting something and um, trying to go to these sneaker events, whatever event that that gives me an opportunity to show, show my things not to sell but literally to put me out there so i can network with people which i enjoy um these are the things i would tell someone um and i've been telling a lot of my friends who have 
this thirst to do their own business or craft uh, while they're working full-time somewhere else. Uh, people are shy. People don't know, um, you know, people don't know how to go forward. Uh, but the, the secret sauce is just doing it. Um, so you know, it's just doing it and going from there because it doesn't have to be like all in at once. Yeah. Nothing yeah. works well like right. that unless you're a millionaire. Exactly. Um, and, and you mentioned yeah. and you mentioned that there are a lot of things about your business right now that many don't know yet, right? Don't know about yet. And that's true yeah. with that's true with me too. It's it's uh what we're presenting is is like literally um the smallest part of the puzzle right now, you know? Like my interviews getting on Zoom or or uh for people who are vaccinated and that I our mm -hmm. family that I brought over to my house um like that is to me like that's the fun part right that's the that's why i started this whole thing because that was mm -hmm. the whole point and initially for me when i started this podcast venture it took me three years and i've mentioned this in the previous episode Whoa. it took me three years to even get to uh coming up with the name and then further on uh, later on, actually, like putting it in, you know, it. getting the wheels rolling, but mm -hmm. for different reasons, one of them was shyness, but I had other obstacles that got in the way. But um, ultimately, like you said, you just start, you just start it, start it somewhere, right? I think the yeah. uh, for me, the biggest hurdle was the beginning. It was just, mm -hmm. just like, all right, where do I, where do I go? I always compare it to starting an essay, right? When you have to write an essay, starting yeah. starting the essay is the hardest it's part. The hardest, yeah. Because <laughs> coming up with the theme, blah blah blah. So, but then when you do it, all of a sudden you got five pages down, and you're like, "How did I get that?" But, yeah. um, so it's true that it's so true that to just trust it and go for it because the answers will come, and it has for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I got this thing rolling in February and in the last, you know, four or five months, I've learned, I feel like years worth of knowledge just from week, not stopping. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. every day I'm, this thing is on my, my mind and I'm, I take this seriously. It was a passion and it still is a passion, um, which is the whole which was the driving force but the more i do it the more i'm realizing wow like this thing can become so beautiful like if i just keep it going right because my yeah. love my love grows for it the more it's like a baby the more you care for it the more you 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 know you want to care for it more and and the, you want to make sure everything around it is just perfect so mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's important that uh, we you just do it, and and I have friends like yourself that are at that stage, um, mm -hmm. and I was at that stage not too long ago. Um, so you were, you're one of four brothers, and uh, third of three of you're the third. Um, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how was that, by the way, being in the middle? <laughs> How is that? Um, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, uh, it's uh, all of my family. We don't like, you know, we have 
our own problems. Every family does. But like in the end, the best part is just um, sitting together and talking about anything, um, you know, like, yeah, this COVID thing was really a uh, blessing in disguise for us because we spent so much time together mm. like we were kids during this last um, two years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time. My brother Arya came from L.A. to San Jose. Adib and Ifatina, his wife, um, you know, they came to our home very often. Ian was graduated and he, you know, he came home from Davis. So like everything was amazing. Um, but then I had food. to leave. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mama's food. Uh, yeah, it, I love my family. Uh, growing up, yeah, my dad was a busy, busy man, but he always made time. Same as my mom. My mom always worked as well. And um, yeah. I'm really, really happy how I was raised, um, being in the Baha'i community. Mm. Uh, Even though I'm not really active, like junior youth groups and stuff like that, at least the values are there, and I want that to stay in me and my offsprings in the future. That's right. Um, I I get it, man. I totally get it. I mean, uh, I... I'm not really, I'm not really as, uh, active either. Uh, I mean, uh, but I do remember, I, I do agree with the core principles and I do, um, and I definitely want those, uh, to carry on. Like you said, um, so how old were you when you left, uh, Dubai? Um, so it's actually Abu Dhabi, Dubai. Abu Dhabi. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 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 No, I'm glad you corrected me. Um, I came when I was 16 and I went to basically 10th grade high school. Um, How was that for you? Yeah. Was that your first time in America? Like, or no, did... we used to come as a family every, like every other year to have the government trust us so we could apply for the citizenship later on. Cause you know, they check how often these people come in. Wow. These brown people, you know? <laughs> so that's okay so hold on that was planned like your visits were planned based I mean, on that we had a green card because of my grandma from my dad's side okay and uh, like it was passed on to us yeah but we didn't apply for the citizenship yet right away we wanted it to work um smoothly so we made off like um car- like often travel travel to california to visit our uncle Amu Mehran in San Jose. Right. And uh, then my dad was like, you know what? We can just go to the States and start a life there and see what's up. You know, Adib and Ari had to go to college and me too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, then, you know, that was that, that was, uh, I, I'm assuming that mm-hmm. when you officially moved here, it, it wasn't as much of a, a culture shock because you, you were yeah. already. You're already used Not to it. Bad, I just yeah. miss my friends. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something about my family, my parents, you know, my dad went to India from Iran because of like before the revolution. And oh. my mom went to India from UAE 
you know, because UAE didn't have schools back in like, you know, the 70s. Yeah. So they met in India. So they moved around a lot, different cultures. And we growing up, we, my, my parents like traveled with us to different countries and showed us different cultures. So there was no culture shock when we came and we really appreciate that. And same thing, those are also values that I want to continue in my family later on. That's so uh, important. Really yeah, that's so important, man. I mean, um, because my experience is literally the opposite because, you know, we um, we didn't travel as much and, you know, we left after the revolution. So like everything was, you know, and I was I was born in Iran. So it was oh, like, you know that. Okay. yeah, yeah, I was born there and up to the age of eight, I was there and then. <laughs> we didn't come back and forth between the U.S. and Europe. yeah, different situation. Yeah. Different situation, not as easy either after a revolution, right? So, of course. but um, but yeah, so it, um, but I'm on that side of the uh, token, but at the same time, I'm actually I've come to the realization, and, and what helps is my wife because she, uh, her story is similar to yours. Like, um, her mom is from Qatar, and uh, she and her her dad is from Iran, but again, he moved to the U.S. He moved to Louisiana in the '70s, um, and he even went to high school here. And um, so, and so they were very west westernized. And so, um, when Shayla was she was born in Tennessee, like you know, she's basically as American as it gets. <laughs> but yeah. um, but traveling right a lot, like they went all over the world, and. Um, that helped me because when uh, her and I got together, it it made it, it made like it kind of opened up my world, my eyes. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, and I can be I can be a pain in the ass sometimes because I can I can like not want to go places as uh, as much. Uh, yeah. And but I've le I'm learning right, and I've I've learned to appreciate it, and 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 so anyway, long story short, we're. We're make, taking our first post-COVID international trip coming up nice. in, a month, in a month here, fully Congrats. vaccinated. And all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and before COVID, we went to a bunch of uh, countries too. But um, mm. it, and it helps me relay that to my parents and and my and my uh, my sister and them travel, but my parents mostly. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to like one of the goals I have now in my. Uh, in my mid thirties is to make sure my parents yeah. are, re are retired and they're traveling. Like I really yeah. want to make sure they're traveling because they, they were the, uh, they grew up more blue collar. Right. And they were kind of, yeah. they, they just work, work, right? work, 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 work yeah. right. And that was, you know, for a lot of people who left Iran as Baha'is post revolution, um, uh, it, that was the case, especially when they had to go to like, um, um, middle country like we had to go to pakistan right we and we went from mm -hmm. pakistan and we came here so um they weren't they weren't met with the opportunities but anyway i i i they're coming by the way on this trip that oh. i just mentioned so i it's like a for me Family. that's that's like a yeah that's like a big victory okay uh, so yeah um, um so that's cool though yeah traveling and and uh what are what are some parts of the world you visited that you recommend that that makes your top 
top of your list? Sri Lanka and Thailand. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. I like I like forests and um uh, um street food and um just culture. Yeah. Animals. I love animals a lot. Forest animals, reptiles oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh really? Forest animals, wow. India as well, of course. India. I was in India for six months after high school, so oh no, I was in India as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the Pakistan for me was seven months. Um, mm-hmm. not obviously a different country and uh, culturally yeah. slightly different. Um, yeah. but but uh, my uncle, I have an uncle from India, and and he's uh, uh, what parts of India did you go to? I mean, I went to Delhi, Panchkini, Pune. Um, I've been to Mumbai before, like when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, Lucknow. So, some the, yeah. the street foods, man. I there's a YouTube channel I, I I follow. There's a guy who travels the world, and he's what's on? Oh man, I gotta remember Is his he name. A bald guy. Yeah. White bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, goes, yeah. he goes like all over. The, like the middle east or or southeast india. asia yeah india and he tries literally goes to the streets and tries all these and i I'm watch all like, of them, <laughs> so you're a food so you're you're you sound like a foodie like me you like your food huh it's like it depends like who makes it how it's done i like the presentation you know it's like oh right like benny hanna's on the street you know i like <laughs> yeah. that. what about thailand what, what was what was some of the Food. Oh, food? Yeah. I tried frog legs for the first time over there. Oh my! Um, <laughs> what was that experience like? Um, well, my mom was telling me not to get it, but then my dad was like, "Go ahead." <laughs> so I had it. Uh, Did you it regret like... it or not? <laughs> nah, it was okay. They put a lot of garlic, so it didn't taste the blood or anything like that. So it was. Hold on a second. Like... They, they did. How did they cook that? It's just the legs, and then they just fry it. They just fry it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. pan fry it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Frog legs. My brother-in-law has had, it. He, he's, he's tried some, some interesting uh, animals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest food you've had? Kangaroo. No, I, there's a restaurant yeah. not far from Sacramento. It's, uh, it, it, they sell uh, kangaroo meat. I haven't. I didn't like it. You didn't like it I, huh? had it. I had it in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, of uh, it was like, it was weird. It tasted weird. Is it it's probably like a lot of muscle? I feel. I don't know. It's just it not t- not jam. Yeah. Not, not, not jam. Yeah. All right. All right. That's yeah, man. We we uh. The the I gotta try this kangaroo place and and then frog legs. <laughs> what what do you what do you recommend? Should, should I try the frog legs? Because they sell that yeah. too. What the hell? Where is this place, man? No, just go to Thailand instead. I don't trust no. Um, I don't know. Actually, yeah, Frog Legs is cool. Frog Legs is I cool. Do. All right. Yeah, this a it's a restaurant. Um, in it's a city in Elk. It's called Elk Grove, California. It's uh. Yeah, I know. They, yeah, 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 yeah. They, um, they sell exotic meat, and then kangaroo. I saw in there. Uh, deer. I saw, and. Uh, I have deer. You had deer? Yeah. I've had deer. I deer, horse. You had horse? Sorry, vegans. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Hey, it's fine. I, I, 
I don't eat all the meats, but uh, yeah, my 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 all the meats. My 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 wife doesn't eat red meat, but yeah, mm. there, there's no. Uh, we're not we're not like siding with one or the other, but this yeah, is yeah. we're just talking about experience. Experimenting, yeah, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. I think if you're in those countries, then it makes sense to you know you wanna you want to kind of exactly embrace uh, the tradition, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, so as far as uh, so we covered uh your career so your career and and the, um and i wish you the best on the sunglass business man and i am serious i am serious about that i want i want to talk to you offline about uh sure, sure. what what would look nice on me okay. <laughs> and, and uh i do want to uh get into the yeah yeah oh that's another one yeah these are wooden ones these are one of the highest priced ones that i have it's very um classy like i i like the uh it's very studious it looks very studious I, it is I, I dig it now also, you don't work with prescription correct or do you i don't wear prescription and i don't do lenses so you if i lenses right someone asks me something about lenses like oh i want this color and whatnot i'll tell them you know it takes like two weeks because um it's it's impossible to find a fast place for a cheap price I and uh, and I charge more. So I, I charge like $200 or $150 more depending on what type of lens they want. Right, right, right. So, so okay. That's interesting. Man, mm. I, I, I want to learn a lot about that. But uh, I don't want to give all your business away on, my, on, on the no, podcast either. <laughs> but uh, no, man, that's cool. So dancing, I know I uh, that was one of my first uh experiences uh with you was seeing you dance there you go mm -hmm. yeah rock those baby <laughs> no let's just talk i'm not changing yeah, i like it i dig it um <laughs> what got you into dancing when you were younger dancing I and mean, what gets people into dancing i like uh whew, music um i love music I grew up listening to both heavy metal and gangster rap, thanks to my brothers. Um, <laughs> and also folk music, thanks to my dad, like John Denver, Beatles, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, everything. And Persian music, of course. Right. And um, the first music video that got me into dancing, to be honest, uh, well, obviously Michael Jackson stage videos. Mm -hmm. But also, Limp Biscuit. Um, there's a video of Limp Biscuit, like music video, where this dancer is in it. Um, his name is Mr. Wiggles. Very short scenes in the music video. He's dancing, and I was like, "Whoa! I need to do this. I need to learn this." Like that got me hooked into popping. Um, oh, I see. So. Um, yeah it's it started in like 2003 or something so I've been, yeah so i've been into that but i didn't know what this dance was called and stuff yeah and then youtube came and i searched just hip-hop and stuff and just tried to dance and stuff and then when i came to the states um my high school i found a community that 
you know, there were break dancers, poppers and stuff like that. And I got the lingo better. I found out where the competitions are at. And then in college, it got more real. Like I went to actual competitions. I actually um, signed up to compete, even though I didn't win like first or second or third place. It's It was still like, like very important for me. Um, and I'm really happy that I'm in California because California is the one of the birthplaces of hip hop um, styles of dancing, funk style dancing, yeah, um, street dancing. Right. It, right. There's a debate. Like some people don't call popping hip hop. Some people oh. call it boogaloo. Uh, it's a different thing, but the umbrella term for these days it's called popping, popping which includes yeah. robotting, strutting um waving um different stuff basically um man that's interesting I'm, I'm i'm thinking about how you initially with mr wiggles you said on with yes. the biscuit video that that is yes. man, it's a very cool scene like if you, if you watch the music videos just like maybe like five six seconds but that was like whoa you know yeah, some guy watching like mtv in the middle of the suburbs of Abu Dhabi and like watching that, like, what do you think? Of course, it's going to get crazy with this. <laughs> that's, that's cool though. That's cool though. That like it was MJ and then it was. Yeah. Biscuit. And, and, and the, the range of the styles too. But mm -hmm. so, so would you, would you, uh, would you pop to metal now or would you metal rock metal? No, no, we don't. No, you don't dance to that. It doesn't work. Um, yeah, I know. I know it doesn't. But I'm saying because Limp Biscuit was more, you know, rocked out, right? So I'm thinking, like, because that was one of your initial uh, um, I, The music video, the dance, honestly, did not. It matched it because it was, like, very new. Like, okay. it was basically hip-hop rock. Okay, Limp so Biscuit. it was, it, yeah, the crossover, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I'm mostly into funk, funk music. Funk music, so, okay. Yeah, like um, James Van is one of them, like James Brown. Yeah. And uh, D Train. Um, there are so many, I just can't think right now because I have a huge playlist and stuff. I'll share the playlist later with you um, so you can hear what I hear. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's mostly music that you know, that's from the 80s uh, right. or um, inspired by the 80s. So the synth music with this elements, like some bass, like 808s. Um, I love music like that. Yeah, 808s um, are, are fire, man. I love 808s. On, I, try to, I try to, uh, Dean and I were, were working on some oh, music yeah, yeah. a while ago and, and uh, he, he threw some 808s in his music. He hates that I'm talking about his music right now. <laughs> okay, let him hate. Yeah, hate on Dean, but yeah, um, that's cool, man. And I know you've been uh, kind of. It's been hard to do it now because of COVID, yeah. and and it's harder to. It, um, but I feel like I'm watching my fr some friends that diff doing different styles like they're still yes. you know they're still getting back on like i see a lot of salsa dancers that are still going out and well, i've right before covid 
uh, for six months, I've been getting into new style hustle. Um, I don't know if you know what that is, Explain but it's, it. no, a, I don't. it's a partner dancing as well. Like it's, you know, you dance with a partner Yeah. and uh, many people, you know, just say, oh, it's like salsa with different music, but the steps are different. It's more closer to uh, ballroom. Um, so I like it a lot um, because the music that this type of dance goes with best is deep house and oh. uh, yeah, or like R&B. Yeah. And it's really nice. And it's, um, it's not too sensual, but it's not too dry. So it's, and it has that um, smooth uh, rhythm. Like, um, I just like it a lot. Um, yeah, no. I like it. And I'm trying to get back into it and find the hustle community around here. It's called New Style Hustle. Yeah, there's um, a lot of... Um new variations of dances that are coming out you know and and that's one uh and i i hope i'm not saying the name of this one wrong because kazumba okay. kazumba yeah there's kazumba yeah. and there's yeah. zook yeah there's zook yeah so there's all these new like i mean new is a relative term but you know they they've been around but it's more like they've kind of roasted more popular and, yeah they've yeah. become more popular uh yeah, my wife, um, she loves dancing, and um, she did a lot of merengue style growing up, mm -hmm. and then, um, so I, I always try to inspire, I'm like, get back into it, let's get back into it, you know, because, uh, yeah. like, you and I talked about offline, about following our passion, it's mm -hmm. import important, I think, to uh, keep that, especially as adults, like, we, if we can't be kids as adults, then what's really the point <laughs> I, I, i'll be honest i had an issue like um, my stomach like when i first came to san diego literally what i've done was just mostly stay home all week and then weekends i'd go see my neighbors or like just go out yeah. but mostly weekday week weekdays i just sit at home and work and then after work i just lay on my bed so um, my stomach had um, issues where like it would feel tense oh, man. and uh, I went to the doctor twice, but thankfully there's nothing. It's just that I need to move my body and I need to um, feed it a little more because, you know, once I'm done with work, like I, I get so lazy, I just sit home oh. and there's, I don't know many people to hang out with. So like, it's just, so that really put Your a body stop. body was literally telling you, you need to dance yeah and eat <laughs> and eat, <laughs> so, and eat. yeah so i've been slowly going back to the gym i go to the gym uh three days a week and uh it's slowly i feel better so i'm gonna go back to dancing really quick and uh get serious with it again. it's true man it's so true i, I mean we can for we can easily forget right like what the our passions like that that feeling you had when you watched Mr. Wiggle like that, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. feeling was real. Like that was a real thing when that you felt as a kid, you know? So it's like, that wasn't that that's as organic as it gets. So we, you, you gotta, like, we have to remember that as adults and, and 
you know, um, and remind each other. Like I try to remind my wife, like sometimes she gets tired after work, like, you know, how you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'm like, babe, let's go, let's go out. Let's just go. I don't know. Let's go to, uh, let's go to an outdoor club. Cause it's at least, you know, yeah. they, they make sure you're vaccinated and, and it's, it's, you're all masked open up. Area, yeah. yeah. Open area just to get out, you know, just to yeah. change it up. I, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's so you got to feed your soul, you know, that's, that's the best yeah. way to describe it. And, and that's, that's our soul. That's our, uh, like, I, I'm, I, it sucks that you had physical pain from not doing yeah. activity, but I'm, I'm hoping it's better now. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's gone now. So I've been oh. really happy and healthy and uh, I've been cooking more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, moving out to a new place, not knowing anyone, um, yeah. stuff like that. But well, I'm, you, I got it. You took, the, you took the hardest step, which is moving there and, and kind of... Yeah in the open ocean essentially right but uh and, um i'm happy for for uh your business what your uh your your new pursuits and um i do wish you all the best and and i'm going to keep in touch with you about the okay. classes um and then uh so what what do you what are your plans for the next year going into 2020 end of 2021 going into 2022 Okay, good question. Um, I want to um, be promoted on my job or uh, move to a next step, see what other places are offering. And um, I want to stay in SoCal and see what it has to offer. Yeah. Uh, both creatively and uh, career-wise. And also making new friends, um, and the dance scene is pretty big here too. And um, I also want to be more serious with my website mm -hmm. for Odd Frames. And I'm very hopeful about it, just about everything. I'm hopeful. Um, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy with things, um, the way things are going, and. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I know I'll be stable. Like, you know, I like following, I like not following rules, but um, I put some steps. So I have a journal that, you know, I'm setting up goals, um, timelines, time deadlines and whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going good. I'm basically getting better job, um, getting better with odd frames, getting back to dancing, um gaining 20 pounds stuff like hey, that hey good man good good man uh and as long as your passion is is there and you're all and you're continuing to pursue that which you are i i have no doubt you're going to succeed bro um, thank you thank yeah, you man. and uh you <laughs> thank you thank you man and and i i i am uh overdue for a visit to socal with uh okay. with a few friends um you mm -hmm. yourself included well those are hella dope man dang what are those called so those are alan mcclee they're also from the 80s these have jewels on them 
Wow. Like uh, Swarovski crystals. Those are extremely rare and not for sale. I have um, five of those that uh, I sourced them from France, Miami, and one from Germany. And um, these are very hard to come by. And uh, it's just a you know, showstopper, literally yeah. neck, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this and, stops the show right now. Like, I, I literally don't want to continue beyond this. This is the main event right here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun piece. And, um, yeah, very um, exaggerated. Man. Yeah, I like it. And, um, yeah, just one more here. One is more there is there not even, like, it doesn't have glasses. Right, right. Those are from the 90s. They weren't meant to be sold. They were only given to um, runway attendees. Wow. Yeah. That's good, like man. That. Yeah, you got you got a, a nice archive there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that, that one screams uh, Elton John for some reason. No, this one screams Elton John. But they both do. They both do. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> all right. Tell me about this one. This is also Alan Mickley, the same brand as this one. It's yeah. a French brand. Uh, French and the designer himself is Armenian. Uh, Alain Mickley. And um, yeah, or in French, they say Alain Mickley. Mickley. Okay. Okay. And, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Alan Mickley's work. I mean, um, they don't make it like they used to anymore. They're still functioning. The company's still out there. They're popular. Yeah. But they don't make crazy, crazy designs like this. I think maybe not many people are crazy enough to buy stuff like this like me. But um, I'd be happy if they make more crazy stuff because I'm one of those crazy guys who buys this crazy stuff. You know? Well, maybe you need to reach out and be like, "Hey, hey, keep keep producing, and I'll and I'll sell your maybe. stuff." <laughs> yeah, um, I dig it, man. Um, why don't you plug your your handles one more time? Um, sure. Because I definitely want to redirect people to your pages. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. So, are oh, you want me to say it here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it here, and then oh, I'll, I will actually yeah. put them in I'll the. Odd frames, ODD frames. Um, it's on Instagram, Instagram. and uh, you're more than welcome to follow me and ask me any questions about sunglasses. I mostly specialize for vintage, high-end eyewear, and um, yeah, I'll be posting more stuff soon. Excellent, man. It, yeah. This thing is going to blow up. I have a great feeling about it because those glasses I I hadn't seen ever. And and if I had seen them, it would have been in the music video, which is you know makes it that much more special. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, thanks, so th thanks a lot for uh, coming on on short notice. By the way, uh, for Definitely. people who didn't know, I I appreciate that. I know you're a busy man, um, and um, I wish you all the best. And uh, when I I will let you know when I'm coming down there to to Please. pick up pick up a uh, uh a pair for myself sure thank right. you so much, thanks for getting on buddy
Thank this you, has been sir. episode 16 with Amin P Bechat. Humble. P Humble. So that fumble, P Humble, you know. I, uh, oh, humble, sorry. No, no, no. Totally okay. You're not the first guest. To, no, no, you're not the first guest to to <laughs> call it P Humble. Uh, in fact, myself, I've messed around with the name, but Fumble was when I was the initial name, and then I kind of evolved it into P H U M B L E uh, for Humble being the main part of it all. So, but hey, man, thank you again for coming on, bud. Um, this has so been episode 16 and uh thanks to everyone for tuning in don't forget to follow like and subscribe uh to fumble podcast on all platforms thank you man as always subscribe like and follow fumble podcast on youtube and your podcast platform of choice thank you again for listening and i'll catch you on the next one Showcase your